here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm John Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. How's it going, Damon? It is uh, sunshine and rainbows, as always. Uh, never a dull moment, and plenty to talk about with New Japan Pro Wrestling. We actually have a show we can talk about, Joel. I always like uh, I like our rambling shows. I think people, I think a lot of people like our rambling shows. I think some people fucking hate them, but I guess that's what makes us special, right? We uh, we cover all bases. If, if not entertaining, we're nothing else. That's for sure. But uh, plenty to talk about today, I'm sure. Damon, we got nothing but positive feedback for last week's uh, meandering bullshit show. That's because I immediately mute or block anyone who says anything negative about the show. So <laughs> there we go. It's, it's just an un- uninterrupted stream of positive feedback from our adoring fans. Uh, that's all I need. That's all I want from you. Good, good work by you. Good. Even if it's just the, like the most polite, helpful, constructive criticism. Hey, guys, I love the show. In future, why don't you try? Block. Fuck you. Go Banned away. Banned from the podcast. <laughs> Go. Never listen to us again. Yeah, go, we hate go, you. Go listen to Keep It A Strong Style. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get out. Bye. Yeah. Do you want a crisp update? I sure do. I ate the Zap, the Kettle, the, the Voodoo flavored ones. They were great. Like, yeah, I yeah. like my crisps that sting the roof of my mouth with flavor as soon as I taste it. And that was like a... It was spicy it was sweet it was sour it was you know i also tried the ruffles all dress and i was very excited about those because i've been wanting to get hold of those for a while and nearly spent over the odds getting some delivered to china but i'm glad i didn't because you got some for me i was really excited and that was really nice as well it's kind of like a sort of sweet tangy smoky barbecuey flavor i always wondered i've never had that like I, i like i heard of it a million times it's a canadian thing and you never, I never tried them? No, never. I, like the bag I got, mm. I was like, I should, I, 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 I might get a bag for myself, but I, I didn't. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm in this half-hearted diet mood. You know what I mean? Like some days I'm just like, fuck it, I don't care. What does it matter? I'm fat. Who cares? And then there's other days where I'm like, oh come on, get on. Yeah. So it's so literally it's 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 a day-to-day thing at this point where you know, um, and I wanted to get a bag, but I didn't get a bag. So. Uh, so what is it like barbecuey or like give me a give me a flavor profile? It's like a cross between barbecue and salt and vinegar, like a more sort of tangy, spicy barbecue. Okay, all right. I, I but what I, I was gonna say is I yeah, think the the zap the voodoo flavor were like that, but up to level ten. Wow, ratchet up a few notches. I really enjoyed the voodoo ones, and I haven't tried the voodoo hot ones yet that you bought me. So I'm tremendously excited about those. I also had the uh, Doritos flaming hot, which was nice. Again, good sign of a good crisp is that it leaves your fingers like bright red 
or bright orange, some kind of colour. Because when I'm at work, I, I eat my snacks with chopsticks because I don't want to get mucky fingers. But at home, go nuts. You know, you want that moment at the end of the bag of crisps where you can lick your fingers and suck all the, the goodness off. Sounds like a good date stuff. to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm having the best time. See, that's how I ensure that I don't get depressed after holidays, Damon, by bringing back a whole suitcase full of snacks to <laughs> keep me going until yeah. the next holiday. I'm going to take, take, take you up on that next time I go. I'm going to lo- really lo- – like I bring back snacks, but I don't bring back a ton. But I, I think – fuck magazines and and programs and shit. I'm going to just bring back a, a luggage full of strong zeros and fucking just treats. That's all I'm going to do. I also really enjoyed the marshmallow peeps, uh, which I had a brainwave to roast them. And the sugar on the outside caramelizes the middle goes and goo. It's delicious. And I've been sharing them with some close friends at work. But there was a person at work who I don't like very much who came up and was like, oh, can I have one of those? And no, it wasn't that. It was Mally was saying, hey, does anyone want one of these? And I called her out and I was like, Mally, these are my treats. That Damon got me all the way from Philly. You can't just go offering them to other people. And then another teacher who I don't like very much said, oh, can I have one? And I was like, mm. And I, <laughs> I like pulled a face right. and made a bit of a scene over it. I was like a, a petulant child. I was just like, uh, all right. And she could tell that I didn't really want her to have one, but she took one anyway. And she was like, oh, you don't seem very happy about this. And I was like, well, you, when's the last time you shared a treat with me? You've never done it. Right. Uh, am I dickhead for no. <laughs> making a scene about this? I think you're fucking great for it. Actually, I, I applaud you for that because you're right. If she's a, if she's a, 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 a you know, a bit of a twat, and she's fucking has never offered you a treat. Or you know what I mean? Like, you know, you don't like me now. Now you're coming over because you, you want my fucking peep. Get up the street. I'd be like, get out of here. I want to give her. Thank you. I'd be like, go fuck Thank your mother. You. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say to her next time I see her. Uh-huh. Just go over like, hey, Damon says, fuck your mother. <laughs> right. Don't do that. You'll lose your job. So HR will be involved. You don't want that. Uh, but no, I hate people like that. Like, you know you don't like me, so just stay away from me. You know what I mean? Don't come over just because I got delicious treats. Fucker. This Fuck. same person, we, we had a secret Santa. I didn't sign up for it because I don't trust people to give me nice things. Apart from, you know, my close friends. People like you, David, because you guys know what I like. And this person got Mally as their secret Santa. And... Let me tell you some of the presents. One was uh, a 20 RMB note, which is about like $2. One day there was a packet of uh, Post-its, sticky notes. One day was a soiled coffee cup. The so th- this is the kind of person we're dealing with here. What? $2? Like just literally just two? Like Yeah. The- yeah. What a, what a, see, I hate, look, I get the fact that, I look, I don't like. I don't particularly like doing the secret Santas because, um, I feel like, like I don't want to be the guy that just walks into a fucking convenience store and gets a gift card. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be that guy. But on the other hand, like I don't want to get to know you. <laughs> I don't want to fucking know what. No, I got. We got enough friends, haven't we? Right. No, no time for it. All right, Eric. Real hero Eric has the greatest saying of all time. He's like, I have a few friends, and they fit very tightly into this small little box. I don't have time for anyone else. And I feel exactly the same. Like, I just don't, I don't want to get the, I don't know. I don't want to know that you like fucking Olivia Newton-John. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. Um, 
So, but I also don't want to be the guy that gets the, 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 you know, that walks in and just gets the gift card. But that's, that's like, give me some effort. Give, give something. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, I would just wrap, here's what I would do. I would just wrap all that shit back up and just put it back on that person's desk. You know what I mean? Well, there were, there was a very satisfying payoff to this because, uh, lunchtime Mally was in the the staff lounge and was ranting about this soil coffee cup because she was pretty upset about it like at least if you're going to give someone a secondhand coffee cup give it a good scrub to make sure it it looks new before you hand it off to someone else right and she was saying I can't believe this person gave me a dirty coffee cup and the person who gave it to her this this woman was in the room and I was sort of looking at her because she wasn't sort of joining in the criticism she was going a bit red and I was like it was her wasn't it and I was just waiting to see if she said anything and she did she was like look I, I, I have to say it was me I'm sorry for giving you a dirty coffee cup and I just laughed it was it was very satisfying oh how embarrassing like it is the same woman yeah same woman who took one of my fucking marshmallow peeps which I'm still annoyed about yeah you know what we we gotta get a little crusade going we gotta we gotta we gotta teach this woman a lesson she's she's gotta she's gotta learn the art of gift giving a dirty coffee cup? Is she insane? I think she's just uh, very selfish and lazy. I'm selfish and lazy, and I would never do that. I'm the king of selfish and lazy. I wrote the fucking book on selfish and lazy. That's not selfish and lazy. That's being a fucking twat. Yeah, and she was also getting nice presents from other people right. and just giving out shit to my, my poor wife. Yeah, fuck that. You know what? I'm, I'm going over there right now. I'm getting on a plane. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking teach. Should I dox her? Should I give her like her address and her full name and the yeah? Give sick her listeners on her. You send some abuse to this person. Yeah, give give out the full name, her address, the phone number of the show, and we'll we'll fucking take care of this, Joel. Disrespecting her like that—that's disrespectful. Is what that is. I don't like this. Ah, now I'm all riled up. All right, now 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 what do we? All right, have? let me give you something nice. Which, uh, this is something you heard about already. Uh, the Big Milkman on our Discord says, Me and my significant other hit it off because we both followed this podcast on Spotify. True story. If we ever get married, can we invite you to... Will you guys sing at our wedding? So, uh, Damien, your thoughts on this. What are we singing at the wedding? Uh, absolutely. We're singing Robbie Williams' Angels, right? Because we can fucking... We know we can nail that one. we got to get a couple pints in us, though, before we start start rocking that. Uh, yeah, I heard Oasis, that. Oasis, Stand By Me. Yeah, Stand By... Yes. Yeah, we were doing that. See, it all comes back now. You know, we were all pretty hammered at karaoke. We had a lot of good songs. We were doing a good time. Um, yeah, I saw that on our on our. Uh, you you actually sent me that message. I was like, "Holy shit, that's amazing!" Like uh, they were, t- uh, you know, the, the story was shared. How uh, I think it was a, a Tinder thing, and then uh, they met at a uh, restaurant or bar, or whatever, and they were kind of. Uh, listening to a, a band, and they wound up playing. The band wound up playing like Edge's theme, and then they both realized they had a connection to pro wrestling. And then it was scroll through the phone uh, for podcast, and we were there. And th- that was the one podcast that they both mutually listened to. So they're talking about what our- are the odds of that? Yes, yeah. remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, and so they're talking. And that's about- good advice for any anyone else who's going on a date. First thing you do, opening gambit. Just say I listen to the Super J cast, yep. and it's a, a guaranteed win. Yep, hundred percent success rate so far. So far, and then um, so I was like, well, listen, uh, uh, there was going to be date two, right, or, or you know, get together two or whatever. And I was like, listen, if you pull this fucking move off, 
I will name a child after you. I said, um, you know, if it gets a little, uh, you know, a little, little flirty, a little touchy-feely, a little, you know, whatever the case may be, I said, uh, just, uh, you know, whisper, whisper in the ear, pants down, <laughs> and just see what happens. And then I, I get... Don't forget you, all the great sex tips that you gave last week. Right, right. You know, the navigation, the the the, the, the mapping and all that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, get a, uh, I get a message back. And uh, it's it was uh, something along the lines of success pants down or something like that, and then I I te- texted back, there you know message back trying to get a um a uh, some feedback um of of what happened, but uh, hopefully it was a successful time. So uh, I was just joking around, you know, like saying you know just you know just to see if 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 you know you're both true listeners, uh, and you would get the bit. And uh, apparently they, they they got the bit, so uh, I'm thrilled. I think this is I, I just want to, I, you know I don't give a shit when people talk about like oh they know they're New Japan Pro Wrestling and like I'm like okay great whatever. I love it when people say we're entertaining, funny, and we've changed lives. <laughs> that's my that's my goals for the podcast. Not pro wrestling. It's that kind of stuff that really uh, that uh, lights the fire under me. So uh, good job by both of them. We got a, uh, hopefully uh, things continue on and, and uh, sexy times occur. That's all I care about. Good times. Okay. The last uh, off-topic thing I'm going to throw at you before we start is um, uh, Rob says, what game did Damon end up playing? What are suggestions helpful? So you were asking for, uh, you, you tell us, what were the criteria for the game well, that you wanted to play? Yeah. So I got a, I, I have um, <laughs> special instructions by trained professionals. <laughs> I haven't had a good month, guys. Um, it's been really rough. Uh, to kind of keep busy. I keep my mind busy. Um, and I feel like I already do <laughs> with a million things that I have. But here's the problem, too. Um, it's my slow season for sports. You know, hockey, the Flyers, get, they didn't make the playoffs. Um, and I don't do a ton of Sixers. And basketball team, even though they were in the playoffs, they um, – we have a we have a guy who who is mostly basketball. I don't do a lot of basketball. Uh, and Phillies baseball, um, you know, it's hit or miss. So Eagles and Flyers are really my bread and butter, and they're done. So it's kind of like okay, I got a lot of free time in my hands. I can think about all the things that might go wrong in life. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so I, again, video game was a suggestion, and I don't again I, I play video games, but I don't really play video games. Right, I'm not really good at them. So, Titanfall 2 was a game. I was like, ah, oh, this looks kind of cool. You got this fucking mech warrior robot thing, and you hop in it, and you kill shit, and it seemed like a fun idea to me. So, I, I played the whole game. I played the whole game yesterday from, from beginning to end. Played it. Um, on easy. Let's be truthful here. On easy. Because I I, I I have five thumbs when it comes to like I don't I don't remember I even have things like I don't even remember oh I have that gun that does that thing I don't even know how to get there but okay I have it and I don't I guess I can use it and like I don't know that stuff I just just fire shit um and apparently I have the most 
inept squad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything has had to fall on, fall on me. Like I, I felt like, oh, I got finally got this guy beat. This whatever this fucking flying thing. I finally got this thing beat. And then they, and it's like another wave. And it's just like, wait, I just fucking, we're not done yet. I got to fucking do more. What else do you want from me? And it's like, squadron, get to the fucking thing. You're our only hope. Why is it always on me? I want to, where are you? I mean, it sounds horrible. This sounds like a really stressful and upsetting really, experience. Yes, it was. It was not fun. It was fun beating the levels, but there, I was, yes, I, I, my fucking blood pressure was gone. I could feel it in my neck. My hands hurt. I was just like, how is, and then I, like, there's this one level, like, you have to run and jump and, like, you're, like, wall running, right, is, is the best way I could describe. So, you, like, you have to hit, jump, and then run, and then jump to another thing and run, and I'm like, like, that, those levels and, like, there's, there was, I guess they call what the, the bosses, like the big fucking tough ones you got to beat. There was one of those that I just could not fucking. I'm like, how? I, what do you want? And here's the thing too, like there's no guide, like there's no fucking, like you, they just drop you off in a level and it's like, okay, figure it out. And it's like, I don't know where to go. Give me an arrow, a fucking direction. Somebody tell me where to go. And I'm just, you know, I just, I don't know where to go. So then here's the thing about it. I had to go online and like look through, like I did like walk through. And there was this fucking jabron who was, you know, doing the whole thing, recording it. And, like, he gets through it in, like, two seconds. And I'm just, I'm like, all right. But, like, I, there's, like, a little hole. I've never found this little fucking hole or even known to go in this thing to get to this next thing. I'm like, how do you people do it? Like, I mean, I'm, that's my question. How the fuck do you people do that? When I say you people, people play video games. Like, like doesn't that frustrate the shit out of you? Like, I see you all the time when this, this game, and you're like, oh, I got to get through this monkey thing, and I got to kill this guy. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I have the patience for this. I just want to – here's what I want to do. I just want to drive around. Like, here's what I like. I like Grand Theft Auto, and I, I don't, but I don't like playing any of the missions. I just like driving around, getting on a motorcycle, seeing how far I can fucking jump, see if I can jump over shit, shoot a couple people, run them over, that kind of shit. <laughs> It started off so wholesome, like just driving around, jumping tried- around, shoot a couple of innocent civilians. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing. I, I kid you not, I spent one day playing Grand Theft Auto just like driving regularly, <laughs> like seeing how how legitimate I could drive. Like, so I would stop at the red lights and I would parallel park. Yeah, that's fun. That is yeah. fun. That's a fun self-imposed challenge. Yeah. Like, just to fucking... Yeah, I do that. Obey the law. Yes. Obey the law. Yes. Yeah. I want a game where you obey the law. That's what I want. I want a game where you do laundry. <laughs> Old clothes. Shit. Uh, but yeah, so that was... I played Titanfall 2. Um, but I have a lot of sports games. Like, I like hockey and... and and all that but i played that and then i i i have spider-man i haven't even put what, it what in console the, are you playing this on pc put, or have you got a games console i have well i have a laptop that was originally for steam games but i felt i was just like i just i don't know it just didn't do anything for me i tried but then i had a i bought a ps4 uh, because it was on sale during christmas and uh, i was like ah, why not you know what the fuck um i have spider-man i haven't even opened it I haven't even taken it out of the shrink wrap yet. I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, I heard it's pretty, like, you know, it's like in New York. I just want to go, like, crawl and, like, shoot my web at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> There's Madison Square Garden in there, right? 
you can go go to Madison Square Garden. I want to go there and just shoot a web, web. All right, nobody gives a fuck about me. Um, they care about New Japan Pro Wrestling, Joel. I don't know. Do they? I think they do. That's why they're here, right? Not for this nonsense. Well, maybe they are. But who cares? <laughs> I don't know. You tell us. I think I when know. we start talking fuck? about New Japan, maybe there's a lot of listeners who are like, right, that's enough. And right. you know, just stop listening and move on to do something else. Mm. I think you're right. But you lead, the, you, you lead the way. So that's what I did. Titanfall 2. Um, frustrating. I did, but then I did the whole thing. I, I completed everything. And I got the credits and everything. And I don't know. I just wanted to get to the end. It took me all day, though. Did- did you feel a sense of accomplishment at the Mm-mm. end? Was it was it all worth it? Was it Mm-mm. worth all the, the stress and mm. anxiety? Mm. Uh, you know what? I, I, a little bit. A little bit. Because that's why I play FromSoft games like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro. Because uh, I kind of like the feeling of banging my head against the boss for a few hours. But then finally everything clicks. I hit that sweet spot. And then I beat it. And my heart's pounding. My hands are shaking. And I feel a good sense of satisfaction after that. But I know that's not for everyone. Mm. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess. I, I mean, there had to be, right? Because I, I think when the credits were rolling and the music was going, it was pretty... I will say this, and I know I sound like like Grandpa Damon here, but um, it is amazing what the fuck they can do in a video game. Like it's a video game, and I'm and my heart's racing, and I'm getting fucking. I'm, I di- I got into it. You know what I mean? Like that's that to me. That's pretty amazing what they could do. This is not fucking Donkey Kong, right? I mean, you're. You, this is like like I don't think you, this is the closest thing I think people can get to getting into a movie in real life, right? Like to be immersed in a movie. You you are in a movie in in essence with the cutscenes and all that shit and the music. It's fucking, well, I know. Welcome to 2019, Damon. I get it. All right, very good. No, I hear you definitely. It's a, an immersive experience for me, which is, I think, it's superior to watching a film because it's interactive and you can approach it in different ways. And you get, you know, often I find myself lying in bed sort of thinking about the just the areas, the world building, and oh, that was a, a nice uh, sort of cavern, mountainous region that I was swinging through today and reflecting on that and. No, and, it's not just you. And at the same time, Mally's saying, boy, he lost his erection again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, darling. It's that guardian ape. It's just, oh, my God. such trouble earlier. It keeps popping in there. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 how do we how do we go on from there? Um, all right. Look, I like the video games. It's fun. I don't know what my next one. Maybe it's Spider-Man. Maybe that's going to be the next one. Who knows? Maybe it's uh, Parappa the Rapper. Who knows? Um, All right. Well, you, you peruse that Twitter thread um, at your leisure, and I'm sure. What was the suggestion? Did they give me any suggestions? <laughs> There's quite a lot of suggestions. Really? Um, yeah. Rob says Frogger. Stuart says Binding of Isaac. Super easy to understand. Incredibly difficult to master. Don't think that that will be up your street. Uh, Jack D says Katamari Forever is wonderful. Uh, Connell says Rayman Legends is good fun. Uh, easy to play, fun to master. Uh, Jarrett says Red Dead Redemption Two. If you like. Cowboys and that kind of stuff. Uh, Tejas says snakes and ladders. Uh, KSJ49 says whacking it is a fun game. Arnad yeah. says soft hands the game. Damon would rule this game. I sure would. <laughs> Brandon says just whack it to Rocket Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, a few people have said Rocket League, um, but they said it's not easy. Thomas says Hunky Boy Simulator. Mm. Burning Hammer says uh, he plays Kitty Squad with his girlfriend. Kitty Squad? Uh, sounds, Kitty Squad, yeah, I've never heard of that before. 
Um, Tom also recommends Red Dead, but with the uh, auto-targeting switched on, because that makes it easier. Murdoch says XCOM 2. Um, so yeah, there's a load of... I, I mean, I won't read them all, but there's a lot of good suggestions here. So, um, Oh, Lord Taichi's number one disciple says Shenmue, obviously, the, the best game ever. And now you might actually like that. Really? I might recommend Shenmue to you. Yeah, you can just sort of walk around this little Japanese town, go to the arcades, go to the shops, buy some crisps. Yeah. Sort of walk around. Just enjoy yourself. You don't have to do the sort of story narrative of avenging your father's death. You can just sort of potter around the, the streets and I want to buy chips. Have a nice relaxing time. Yeah, I would do that. All right, maybe I'd do that. Is it on PS4? You can get it on there? It is, yeah. I, I, I might do that then. All right. All right, very good. All right, 22 Some minutes of nonsense. We've, uh... <laughs> back, back to our bread and butter. That's yep. how we started, isn't it? Yep. Um, okay, so let's uh, just one bit of New Japan news before we get on to Sengoku Lords, because it's been a slow news week. Uh, there has been a Sydney day added to Southern Showdown due to overwhelming fan demands. The UNSW Roundhouse in Sydney will see all the action of NJPW on Sunday, 30th of June. Tickets on sale 26th of August. Uh, Liam from our Discord, who lives in Sydney, says it's a very big university bar which holds 2200 gigs so uh first of all you can see that the australian fans are very hungry for more new japan action and secondly imagine being a student as a fan of new japan and new japan doing a show in your student union bar how amazing would that be oh fuck yeah lucky pricks yeah i mean that's a, that's just an untapped market i think right i mean the, the the Australian friends that we have down there, and they go to uh, Tokyo. It is a long flight. It's surprisingly a long flight. I, I for whatever reason, the way a globe and a map is laid out, you would think it would be like ah, uh, you know, six hours. It's not. It's just as long as we have. Um, we being me. A yeah, it's an untapped market. It really is. They got a. They got. They should be doing more shows down there. They shouldn't just be doing one tour. I guess it's the logistics of getting down there, really. But yeah, adding another show. You got to think that they had that already in their back pocket, though. It's not like they just were like, oh, the the ticket demand was so high that we, you know, they kind of had that in their back pocket. But Sydney and uh, Melbourne, right? Nice. Now, what I've been watching a lot of, not to to derail the show again. uh, So I have this thing where I can get a bunch of different channels from all over the world. Streaming. The legality is questionable. <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of Australian rules football. You ever watch the Australian rules football, Joel? No. Tell me about it. It's like rugby, but better. Like a little bit more... Like a cross between American football and rugby, I would say. And at first you're watching it and you're like, there are no rules. It's chaos. It's it's literally the bunkhouse stampede on a field, right? Um, but then you watch and there's there are rules and there are there is subtleties and you know there are there is things going on that that pertain to the play. It's good. It's fun. And and it and and these guys. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's what what is the the key takeaways for the Australian real football. Every guy is amazingly good looking. Like every guy. Every guy is just built and in shape. And have tattoos and you know nice modern haircuts and shit, and they're killing each other. They're just beating the piss out of each other, um, and it just looks like uh, a good time. Like like that over cricket any fucking day of the week, any fucking day of the week uh, for Australia. So good. For, okay, good good on Australia. You getting you getting three shows, one in Melbourne, which is about what two hours flight away from Sydney. 
So, kind of close. Right, good for you guys. You deserve it. You guys deserve it. All right, so sticking with uh, hunky boys beating the crap out of each other, let's talk about the Sengoku Lord Show in Nagoya, which was uh, last, well, just this Saturday past. And the attendance there was 4,731 to the Aichi Prefectural Gym. So they have run this venue a few times before. Over the last two years, it's been three shows per year. One in the New Japan Cup, one in the G1, and one during World Tag League. And this attendance has only been beaten for the G1 Climax shows. So they were in this venue for the New Japan Cup uh, several weeks ago. So it was night two of the New Japan Cup. And this Sengoku Lord show outdrew the New Japan Cup by 600. So uh, still uh, high demand for New Japan in Nagoya. So I know something we talked about before about that kind of brand equity. The brand's very hot at the moment, isn't it? Sure is, and and uh, a couple of people that we know were in attendance at that show. Joel, uh, speaking of uh, the great real hero, Eric was uh, at that show. He is in Japan uh, again, uh, enjoying life. He's at that show with Fumi. That's uh, that's uh, our good friend Fumiaki, uh, his hometown. And when they announced the shows at the dome, you know how they do the roll call of, of the shows. He, he lost his shit, apparently. I wasn't sitting with him, but uh, the word I got is that he lost his mind because uh, they were coming for this show in his hometown. Um, beautiful. Look beautiful. I, I've seen pictures. Looks beautiful. The crowd, um, I've gotten feedback on the crowd, Joel. Um, some of it, I don't, they, you know, some of it was good. Some of it was, uh, they're a little lukewarm. You know, sometimes it takes a little bit to get going when they're, when they're not, when they don't have people that they connect with. Um, you know, your usual people that they, you know, people are connecting with, your LIJs and all that. Um, it's a little tough for them to get going. I think you kind of saw that a little bit in the Juice Fale match. But then, uh, on the other hand, people were, were pumped up for Ibushi and Zach and, again, always LIJ. So, good for them. Listen, the, the, the crowds, I'm not worried about crowds. This is, again, that brand is is, I wouldn't say red hot, but it's hot. You know, and it's they're doing business better than they have in years. So I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. I really don't. Um, I think the people that have left and gone on to other uh, worlds and other pastures, I don't know if they necessarily had that big of an impact on crowds and drawing. And and I think they have enough people, and they do a good enough job building stars to to. Um, offset anything that was lost by the people that they lose so good on them they're doing well so the opening match was Ren Narita and Shota Umino defeating Yuya Uemura and Yota Tsuji in seven minutes after Ren Narita pins Yuya Uemura with his bridging front suplex I thought this was a great opener and that bridging suplex chef's kiss fingers it's a piece of art I love it Tsuji's a very big lad isn't he he said he wants to be in the opening match at next year's Tokyo Dome show in the, the backstage comments. And I think it's really great that he's building himself a little narrative there. It gets me invested in him emotionally, even if it's unlikely to come true. I think these young lions, anything that they can do to sort of make themselves stand out or have something unique about them is to be celebrated. So uh, good opening match here. Yeah, and that's sometimes hard to do, right? Um, finding Finding ways not to stand out yet in the same breath, finding little tiny ways to kind of stand out, right? Um, they were trading wins back and forth, right? Um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, leading up to these shows, there were there were some uh, uh, the, the the infamous. Yeah, I think the record is one one and twenty four. Right. Right. So they got a win each, uh, one win, one loss, and twenty four draws. Do you think that was a little anticlimactic? Do you think they could have found a a a a, a brighter spotlight for them to kind of start trading wins, or do you think that was appropriately done, given the the context of where they are as young lions? Um. So, what would your alternative suggestion be? What kind of show would you have the the fi- finally one of them getting the win over the other. Are you, are you thinking like a show like this, like Sengoku Lord or a Dontaku or something like that? Maybe a Dontaku, right? I don't know. I just kind of think it was it was something that I think people were invested in, and I think it was something that people were wanting a resolution to. And I don't think that, that they necessarily had to to swap wins, right? Um. I don't know. I just I I felt a little bit let down, a little bit let down, being of what they've built with twenty four previous ties, right? Draws. It was kind of like okay, like like something like that is is easily hand waveable in the in the fact that they could have in those twenty four matches they could have easily flip flopped wins, right? And you know and had draws, but they specifically said, okay, we're going to go 24 times with a draw, and now somebody's going to get a win, but then they're going to get it right back. I don't know. I felt a little bit let down. I thought I felt that we had a build, we had something that people were invested in, in the Young Lions, and I think in a little bit of a brighter... I'm not saying you do it at the fucking Dome. I'm not saying you do it... You know, but maybe at a Duntaku. Maybe it's just a little bit more of a brighter spotlight than some kind of throwaway show... Road to show. Am I off on that? I don't know. I, th- I, just... I, I hear you. Maybe the intention is they want people to tune into these road to shows. Like, oh, hey, 2G finally picked up a win here. You should check out this match and watch this show. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just think that you invested a lot in that and the fans invested a lot in that. Um, I think a, a little bit more of a payoff would have been great. Um, but maybe I'm just splitting hairs. Yeah. Scampy agrees with you for what it's worth. Thank you. Thank you, Scampy. I appreciate that. Always uh, always hopping in on the hot takes. And the second match was a very fun 10-man tag match where Suzuki and team Takamichi Noku, El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Minoru Suzuki, and Taichi beat the team of Jushin the Liger, Toa Hanare, Tomaki Honma, Yuji Nagata, and Satoshi Kojima. Taichi getting the win over Hanare, falling where it says on the website, Seite Jujiro, which was the uh, stretch plum but before he was calling it the Holy Emperor's Crucifix Tomb. So I don't know if that's what that is, the Japanese translation of that, or if he's changed the name, but uh, Taichi picking up the win here. Again, very fun, like you talked about before, that sweet spot on the card, the second match in, always a lot of fun. And uh, Voices Wrestling tweeted out, actually, that um, I think these, they think these 10-man tag matches are, or the multi-man tag matches in general, are underappreciated because they're always really good, high-paced, entertaining, well laid out, and people hand wave them because they happen so often. But let's give them a bit of credit here because I really enjoyed this one. Uh, Taichi felt like the biggest star in this match. And I know this is not just me uh, saying that as a Taichi fan. This is not something that the Taichi fans have all conspired as backstage to say, okay, so we're going to say he's sounded like the biggest star in this match. Like that Genuinely, he came across as that in, in the match he was getting really loud reactions from the fans seems like they are heating him up for his big match against Jeff Cobb or uh, Jeff Piglet as he's 
calling him. Great translation and uh, context from Tom Partridge, who was joining the commentary table there. Did he? And the, you wouldn't know. He never heard him. <laughs> right? I, I noticed, uh, did Tom, you? if okay. you're listening, I, I thought the little nuggets of wisdom he was chiming in with were very illuminating. So much so that I've gotten down in my notes here. Uh, did you really? And, Oh, yeah, okay. I right. thought it was great. Um, who is also seen this match was building something going on between Suzuki and Liger. We nearly saw Liger's face; his mask nearly came off completely. Mm-hmm. So, just a few questions here. Lee says, "Who faces Liger at the dome?" And Oscarini says, "Suzuki versus Liger. Is it happening?" So, could we be getting a singles match between Suzuki and Liger, or is this just building up the multi-man that's going to be happening next week? Hmm. You know what? I never really even realized I wanted a Liger Suzuki match at the Tokyo Dome. Now I kind of fucking want it. <laughs> I kind of do. I was a little disappointed in the um, in the tag match where um, they d- he didn't just do a spinning heel kick. And you know, you, you obviously you're well aware of the uh, Liger Suzuki shoot match, right? And yeah, it's in Pancreas, wasn't it? Or Pancreas. Yeah. Pancreas, Joel. <laughs> Pronounce it right. <laughs> Pancreas. It's in Spleen, my favorite pro wrestling promotion. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we tried to do the, the was it the capo kick they called it? Uh, rolling kick, spinning kick, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And he whiffed, and that was the beginning of the end. And I got to give Liger credit for even getting in there. He was a, he was a late replacement, if I'm not mistaken. In that match, and uh, he took that match. You know, you're a pro wrestler, and you're going to go in there and, you know, whatever work shoot or whatever, you know, we don't call it. But, uh, anywho, yeah, I mean, uh, never knew I wanted it. Kind of want it now, right? Uh, that I would have no problem with that. So, who would be the final opponent? You would think it would be a junior, but I don't think it's necessarily has to be. And here's another thing here, kids. Don't go into this thinking you're going to get Liger getting this gigantic win, right? At the they, they love to have guys on their way out take take the pinfall. They really do. Um, but I will say this. I did have a dream this week. I had a dream um, where it was me, you, uh, my friend from my best friend. He would not be at the Tokyo Dome. He does not. Enjoy the programs. But he was there. Um, and Liger took off his mask and put it in the ring, a la The Undertaker, like leaving his hat in the ring. And that's how he left the ring. He left the ring without his mask. Maybe I'm foreshadowing. Maybe I see the future. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. isolate that audio. And in however many months' time, if that is what happened, then you know Damon's got psychic powers. Yes. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you a couple of Liger questions. Because I've, 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 as you've been thinking about um, whatever you're thinking about with video games. I, I've been thinking a lot about one Jushin Thunder Liger. T uh, or JT. JT. Jushin Thunder. Um, do you do you want or would you be upset with the idea of kind of like Tiger Mask where they carry down the Liger tradition and the gimmick to another person. Would you be, would you want that? Number one. It's funny you should mention that. I was literally just thinking about that today. Really? Maybe um, I'm, thinking, maybe I'm clairvoyant with you. 
Maybe I'm... <laughs> We've got telepathic powers. Yes, maybe. I'll help you with your what, erections. What am I thinking now? <laughs> what am I thinking of? Erections. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, it was crisps. Ah, same thing. That was that was a slam dunk. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> really, why did I miss that one? Um, all right, so then uh, go ahead. Let's let's hear your your thoughts. Would you would you want this gimmick to continue? I thought one, it could be a great boost to start off the career of let's say a, a talented wrestler who's come back from excursion. But then I thought it might end up being more of a burden because people would be constantly comparing them to Lyca, which it would be. Deeply unfair because I don't think anyone's ever going to live up to Jushin Thunder Liger. So, and it was so iconic. And it's you think of Jushin Thunder Liger, you think of Keichi Yamada. Am I right? Am I right? Is that I, I mispronounce. I, I pronounce Keichi. Keichi. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, my conclusion in this argument I had with my own brain was that uh, no, don't give the mask on the persona to anyone else. Imagine the career bump though. Imagine, I mean, at least in the beginning, right? That whoever hat carries that mantle, that's a huge. Uh, all right, let's let's just let's just pretend that they do. Let's just pretend that they have an idea and they're going to going to do this. Do you think Kawato's a guy that would uh, fit into that mold? Yeah, he was the one that was springing to mind. I Me think too. he'd be better as a tiger mask. Yeah, I think a liger. Yeah, I just I just think. Being the second Liger would be too much. The expectations would be too much. People would might may even turn on the person who's been foisted with that. And it was such a weird gimmick to start with. And Yamada did so well to turn it around and make it his own. And almost disrespectful in a way for someone else to be taking it. Something that really is synonymous with the man and the mask. Okay. Now, again, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, for career longevity and what he meant for the company and what Liger, you know, has accomplished, just, it's hard to do, but let's just put that aside. Let's let's go into the time travel machine and let's go back to the 80s and Sayama uh, and Tiger Mask and, and how electrically white hot and revolutionary and and game-changing Sayama was in that Tiger Mask role. Now, again, he left the company under uh, not the best terms. Right? There was a lot of uh, infighting, political uh, infighting, and directions and all that stuff. So, again, the breakup was a little bit rough. All Japan buys the gimmick, takes, takes that Tiger Mask gimmick. Puts it on Misawa, who went on to become arguably one of the greatest pro wrestlers of modern times, especially Japanese pro wrestling. And, and you know, look at what that mask did, right, to help him get to who he was. Now, again, you could argue that, yeah, maybe that gimmick did hold him down. Maybe that gimmick was um, something that kind of. He could never live up to being Sayama. That being said, it did put him in a prominent role in that promotion to have the ability to have that moment where he took the mask, ripped it off, threw it in the crowd, and now we have, you know, the all Japan boom period of the early nineties where, you know, they're selling out Budokan Hall, you know, consecutive I forget what number it is, but it was a you know 
over double digits consecutive sellouts, years of sellouts. Could we have something like that? Do we have an opportunity to have something like that with Jushin Liger, Joel? Possibly. Yeah. I think there's definitely a lot of merit in that suggestion. I mean, I'm selling it. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you the rosy picture, mind you. Um, but I, I just, I, I guess it really comes down to is, would New Japan, like, is there more value in doing it or not doing it? In your eyes, is there more value in doing it or not doing it? Um, I would say not doing it at this point. Okay. I think uh, if I were, let's say, just for sake of argument, Kawato, I would want the opportunity to become a star in my own right without having to piggyback off of someone else's gimmick. Okay, that's fair. And I and I think I as if I were a pro wrestler, I, I kind of would want that too. It's a lot of pressure. I just think that that's a really interesting way to go, right? That is a, I mean, that is a, that is something that can be hand delivered on a silver fucking platter that they have right in front of him to build a really compelling storyline for one person that they want to hitch their wagon to. I don't know. Food for thought. I'd be interested to hear what people think. Okay, so the third match was a six-man tag match with Dragon Lee, Tori Yano, and Togi Makabe beating Taiji Ishimori, Tangaloa, and Tamatonga with Yano pinning Tangaloa in eight minutes after a schoolboy. I thought the Lee versus Ishimori stuff obviously was really good. That was the standout stuff. Uh, but I mean, for me, pants are not down for the most violent players against Gorillas of Destiny because you've either got to give me the comedy or you've got to give me the swearing or both because... The wrestling ain't going to cut it, I think. So, I, I mean, I did get bored at points in this match and started counting all the packs, the abs between Ishimori and Lee. Uh, I did like Tamatonga carrying the ROH titles in a sack, but uh, I'm not particularly excited uh, for the upcoming tag title match between Yano Makabe and Tangelo Tamatonga. No. Mm. And here's the thing. You're, you know, looking at abs and on your phone and doing... Anything to pass those eight minutes, not 20, not 15, not 10, eight. eight. Eight felt like an hour, didn't it? Didn't it? Not good. You don't want that. Uh, Joe, not to, not to interrupt. So, again, my office where we do the show, I'm looking right across. And remember the story I had where the young lady uh, who lives across from me, who I'm not going to say it right now. She's really cute. Um she has the little baby out that she dropped. Remember that story? <laughs> yeah. Well I, well, I have good news. She dropped the baby again. No, 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 no. The baby is fine. A uh, little toddler. She probably looks about one or two. She's walking, so maybe two, in the Easter dress. It's Easter Sunday here in the States uh, and around the world for those who, that celebrate. Uh, She's she got the little Easter dress on. She's outside taking pictures. Then it's adorable. Look at the little kid. Aw. All right. Let's get back to talking about Toriano. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was a struggle to get through, right? And and I and I I could count on one hand the people that are excited for Yano and Makabe against Chio Day. Here's a, I, I think outside the ring, God are tremendous. <laughs> That's the shame. Outside the ring, they they hit all the right marks, don't they? 
They hit. They they do everything well. They 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 generate excitement and they make, as I said last week, chicken salad out of chicken shit. They uh, they're fun. They're funny. Ugh, just in the ring. It's just like so much of a struggle. And 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 Makabe and Yano are going to do them no favors. And you're right. Either you're gonna just go all in on the comedy uh, and the goofiness. Because the, the the wrestling ain't gonna ain't gonna compel us, that's for sure. Fourth match was Mikey Nichols defeating Chase Owens in eight minutes after a Mikey bomb. So I was going into this match hoping that we'd see more from Mikey Nichols. Like, what is he about? We've seen the two matches from the New Japan Cup, but not tremendously impressed by what we saw so far. And here, this one was a bit strange because he worked from the bottom because Jado interfered before the match and hit with a kendo stick and Mikey was doing the baby face and peril stuff so we didn't see too much from him and what he's about in a match he just had little bursts little comeback spots I thought Chase was good as always crowd not really into it bit quiet but it's good to see more singles matches for Chase so we have a few questions about this KSJ49 says Mikey Nichols just another guy so uh question mark so Damon what is your verdict on Mikey Nichols so far because to me he just he looks like nothing special I've said it before he's he seems like a, a tag team wrestler who is just waiting for his partner to show up yeah which which kind of is 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 a shame well uh, here I'll answer the question no, Shane Sh- oh, I get it <laughs> um uh I I don't know because he he hasn't really had opportunity like he's had opportunities like for a guy who makes his re-debut, if that's a word, he certainly has had quite a few singles matches, considering the time that he's been back in New Japan. But in those singles matches, he, it, you know, it's quick to point a finger at him and say, "Okay, you know, you're not making it happen." I don't know if he's been giving the opportunities to in these singles matches. Just like you said, like he, he really wasn't given much. There really wasn't many opportunities to, as they would say on the Rick and Morty, show me what you got. Really wasn't a lot of that. It was not, not a show. And I, I, I think the jury's... I think there's definitely more left, you know, on the table. I would think. I would hope. I mean, from what I've what I remember him in in Noah, yeah, okay, it's a tag situation, but I I just think there's more left on the table. I don't know why the do they not trust him? Do they not think he can can? I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, to be fair, know. they they gave him an extended singles match against Kazushika Okada, so yeah, that was a pretty big opportunity to show what you're made of. That's a good point. I mean, how many say he's had what? Hasn't he had three singles matches? Three. So yeah. I think well, the first one was Hikoleo. Am I right. right? Hikoleo, Okada, and now Chase Owens. Yeah, the Okada match. But well, I mean, the Okada match was his best of, of, of the lot. That's for sure, right? I don't think there's any argument there, right? Yeah. To, I mean, to me, he's a good wrestler, but he's not. He's, he's, he's not good enough as a singles wrestler in New Japan. My bar is higher for singles wrestlers in this company. And just when he's going through the sequences of reversals and counters and stuff, it's just it's lacking that speed and crispness 
that I've come to expect from New Japan. Fair. I think it's a fair criticism. I think it's a fair criticism. I mean, you know, who in that time span, there ain't many people, you know, in that position, I mean, aside from top, top level guys, that are getting three singles matches. The New Japan Cup helps skew those. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really feel like that there's more there and... And I'm good, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, and I don't know why, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, saying he's just not given the opportunities in the in the in the way matches are being laid out to shine. But you know, as I say that, you know, you had a match with fucking Okada, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you could have a good match with Chase. It's not like Chase is, you know, Nakanishi. Chase can go. I think he's proven that. I don't. Maybe it is him. Maybe I just talked myself out of it and said, you know what? Fuck it. It is him. Hmm. It ain't working so far for me. I, I'll tell you that. I'll I'll go so far as to say, right now, it's not working. It's not working. Whatever's happened. So we we got to change that up real quick. Or he's going to be Yoshihashi level chaos. Yeah, I just hope that they can get in Shane Haste or Shane Thorne or whatever you're calling him sooner rather than later because I think TMDK would be a very very welcome addition to the New Japan heavyweight tag division which as we just talked about in the previous match uh, is not particularly exciting at the moment it looks quite stale so if they can get uh, the mighty don't kneel then I think that'll be wonderful but I don't know what the contract situation is because as far as I understand Shane Haste is still with under contract to WWE yeah if I'm not mistaken that's correct but here's the thing what this singles run is doing is not doing that tag team any favors. Like, you, you think if they reunite, everyone's just going to be like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, like, you're, he's not being buried, mind you, but he's not doing himself any favors in helping this tag team, you know, hit the ground running, right? They're going to be I'll lo- tell you what, they the, the acid test is going to be, presumably he will get a US title shot against Juice Robinson. I believe that this is where this is heading. So I will reserve judgment until the end of that Juice singles match because if you can't have uh, a compelling, exciting singles match with Juice Robinson, then I'd say there's a big problem. Okay. He didn't have a, did he have a compelling singles match against Okada? I didn't find it compelling because I, there was no, he, he, no emotional connection between me and Mikey Nichols because it was only the second time I was watching him in New Japan. And there was no way he was losing. Or, you know, Okada was losing, right? So Yeah. All right, fair enough. All right, listen, jury's still out, I guess. Jury's still out. I'm I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning toward it ain't happening. Next question then. At Death Roll BJJ says, your feelings on Chase taking a loss? I feel like he's uh, really progressed the last year and with him losing I'm not seeing him making the G1 I'd pick him over Nichols personally so what are your thoughts on Chase taking the L no I'm not I'm not I, I mean what are you going to do with Chase honestly I think it's good for Chase the fact that he's been given quite a few singles matches this year is an elevation in and of itself I don't yes. think the loss hurts him I don't need him to be picking up a load of wins. I just, the, the fact that they're giving him these matches and using him, he's like the sort of veteran hands to help get younger guys. I don't know if they're younger, actually. I don't know how Chase, how old Chase Owens is, but to help establish guys like Juice Robinson and Mikey Nichols, I think is a, 
uh, credit to Chase. Yeah, people like there's got to be mid carters because there's not if there if there isn't mid carters, then there's no stars, right? There's there's a reason. I don't. I, you're not going to give Chase the Intercontinental Title, right? Chase has a role. It's okay that he he loses. You know, He's twenty nine. Chase twenty nine. Okay. Pretty banged up twenty nine year old. <laughs> Looks older than that. Um, look, you don't. Not everybody's going to be a champion, and that's okay. This is not a. I, I did see stuff online. Do you, are you familiar with them? The first of all. Okay, sorry. He is actually younger than Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson's thirty, and Mikey Nichols is thirty three. So. The angle I approach that is totally wrong because he's younger than both those guys. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. I would have guessed that. I would have been all off on on those numbers, right? I really would have. Um. All right. So where were okay? Chase taking the fall. Uh, no big deal. Um. G one. G one. He'll be in. Really? He, Chase Owens in the G one. You don't think he's going to be? I don't know. I mean, there's quite a lot of people knocking on that door. If we're saying that. From last year's lineup of twenty, we are taking out Kenny Omega mm-hmm. and Hangman Page. Okay. If you're giving me two more people to put in, Taichi's one of them. Osprey's going to be the other. And then if there's another s- slot going, um, Jeff Cobb, I think, would be ahead mm-hmm. of him. I, I don't know. David yeah. Finley. Nah. You, you put Finley above Chase. It's hard to say with Finley because he that injury was very untimely. Yeah, and then you figure he's got a little bit of rehab and ring rust and all that. So I would put Chase over Finley. Yeah, but the names that you did mention, I would put above Chase. There's no, there's just, there's no spot. For, all right, let's do the bottom feeder G one real quick. And, and I know we're trying to get through the show, but I'm and I'm derailing it big time. But that's where my mind is right now. Um, in or out, Joel Finley. G1, in or out? Out. Tai Chi, in or out? In. Jeff Cobb, in or out? In. Chase Owens, in or out? Out. <sighs> hmm. I would just... Well, I want, Damon. I, I, I know it's not going to happen because they've got tenure, but... If it was up to me, Fale would be out of the G1 and Yoshihashi would be out of the G1. And that gives you say, four slots and you can put in Hanari? any of those guys that we've just mentioned. What about no, Hanari? No. No. No, I, and it's not anything about his wrestling, but he just he's not established enough to warrant a spot in the G1 yet. Hikaleo. No. Okay. Definitely not. All right. Hey, listen. Big guy. <laughs> I mean, do you think they expand it? Do you think they expand the entrances? The- I wouldn't. Uh, to me, that would, that would be either. a mistake. It, it would be like what FIFA are doing, expanding the World Cup and UEFA expanding the European Championships. I, I feel 20 is a perfect number. And to me, I like having it. Those are the 20 top Best. guys in the company. And if you expand it, then you're diluting it. I agree 100%. And I hope that they listen to New Japan to Cup, I'm totally fine with that being expanded, but G1 is sacrosanct to me. I agree. 
I'm I'm right. You're diluting G1 if you're opening up to. And again, no offense, but it is what it is. If you're opening up to David Finley, Hinares. And they'll get there. They'll get there one year, just not this year. You got to earn your way in there. You got to earn your way in there. Haven't been there. Good. Okay. We're on the same page with that. Okay. Let's get back to the show. I'm sorry. Okay. Fifth match was tag match with Hiroki Goto and Ryusuke Toguchi defeating Hikuleo and Jay White. Goto pinning Hikuleo in 10 minutes after the GTR. So I noticed here Jay White is growing out the depression beard, which is very important. Uh, people are still one. booing him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe That's... you and Jay should uh, get in touch with each other. You can uh, you yeah, know, share start a therapy group together. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I noticed yeah. the crowd is still very hot for Jay White. People are still booing him. That's a good sign. So even without the belt, people are still invested in him. Very strong heel and babyface dynamic here between him and Goto. Some really nice sequences of Saito suplexes being traded and Ushigoroshi's being countered. Um, I mean, you mentioned Hikolo before. This guy's a hunk. Bonafide hunk, like what a gorgeous man! Just I was staring at his face, thinking, oh, he's, he's a handsome boy." Really? And I thought he did quite well in this match. He covered well for a Taguchi botch, where Taguchi kind of slipped when he was doing a, uh, I think it was a hip attack, and then Hikolo just moved out of the way and totally evaded it, and then picked him up and slammed him. I think, which was a, uh, yeah, it's it kind of like a veteran move. So I wasn't expecting that from young Hikolo. Um, so I was just thinking about this. Jay White Goto match coming up, which uh, I think that's the. Let me check this. I think it's the Wrestling Hinokuni show, which will be Monday week. Apparently, tickets not doing so well for that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to open it up to check what the card is. Yeah, so they're headlining that. It's Goto against Jay White headlining. So I'm not blaming Jay White for that because I think Goto's stone cold at the moment. I don't think he's drawing many tickets, but. Um, yeah, I was just wondering what your thoughts on that would be. I think that it'll, if it is a weak lead-up in ticket sales, I think uh, day of, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll wind up being okay. That'll be my prediction. Because, again, we open this show with, hey, everything's fine, brand's good, they can make stars. <laughs> so I, I want to be consistent and say that, yeah, okay, walk-up will take care of, of that. Um, so it's not, so it's not sold out right now. And, um, you're saying that there's a little bit, it's in jeopardy, um, of a seller of, of a seller. Are we close? Do we have any idea of numbers so far? Uh, let me investigate that. I'm going to go on the ticket link as we speak to find okay. out. All right. So as Joel does that, I will, uh, I will say this. Look, I am usually not excited for a Hiroki Goto main event in any shape or form when it comes to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And and I always go into it in that fashion of, ugh, Hiroki Goto. Is anybody excited for this? Yet, and I say we say this every fucking time, so here, you know, broken clocks right two times a day. Is that the saying I'm looking for? Uh, I bet you it'll be great. I bet you it'll be great. Because he he can deliver in a main event spot. I can't imagine, though, uh, that it does not go as it has gone in the past three years of Hiroki Goto being the gatekeeper to the stars. And Hiroki Goto elevating Jay White, getting him another win. I can't imagine Jay White taking a pinfall in this match. 
So uh, rest assured, people, that uh, Jay White is victorious. Hiroki Goto remains Chief Jay Goto, um, the baby-faced gatekeeper to help elevate uh, and continue to elevate. I don't know how much higher you can fucking get with Jay White, but continue to elevate Jay White into the stratosphere of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, for all the doubters who uh, are there, and there are pl- still plenty of them, still plenty of people uh, you know, disputing the fact Jay White is a top guy. Make no mistake about it. Jay White will be beating a top guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling once again. All right, well, I just checked the ticket page. I've asked on the Discord as well, so hopefully someone can get back to me. But on the ticket selling page, uh, only the Royal Seats are sold out so far. Arena A, B, and C... And the student tickets still available. Mm. That's that's interesting, huh? Is it, uh, now, now let me ask you this: I just sat here and talked about Jay White and how he is a star and how he, uh, you know, make no mistake about it. Are we putting this all on Hiroki Goto? Are we putting this all on his shoulders? Well, yeah, that's a tricky question. It takes two to tango, doesn't it? Sure does. Um, I don't know. I don't have any other metrics to judge any other recent shows where the head uh, Goto was headlining. What about that New Japan Cup uh, show? Was it Sanada who knocked him out in the first round? Were they headlining that? I don't know. I haven't done the research, Damon. Can't tell you. Okay, but but if you are one of those people that I just pointed my finger and wagged at, saying uh, Jay White is not. He's not that guy. He's not a guy. And as much as you want to shove him down our throats, he's not that guy. Because I got I got news for you. This whole week, I got, not this whole week, but a few times this week, I got some texts from a few different people who basically echoed those statements. Jay White, I don't care what you do, what you say, he's not that guy, right? Does this help put a couple bullets in their chamber? To kind of fire off into the sky and kind of harken back to and be like, well, what in the fuck is this? Right? Why, you know, because because here's the thing. To me, you're not leaning on Hiroki Goto to, to draw this house. You're leaning on Jay White to draw this house, aren't you? Doesn't this fall on Jay White's shoulders a little bit? Yeah, well, there's not much support from the rest. I mean, the co- Main event is that aforementioned heavyweight tag match with MVP against G.O.D. So he's kind of been stitched up a bit here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this past show you had Zach and Abushi headline, and you had Fale and uh, and Juice. I mean, did did, did Zach and Abushi have a have a lot behind them? Mm, well, it's an intercontinental title match, so I think okay. that has some significance to it. I think people, yeah, that, that's going to draw a certain amount of prestige. I, I would agree. I, I, you're getting a little bit of a of a, of a bump with, with the title being on the line. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's, this is not a huge building we're running here either. Am I right? Not a huge building. Yes, um, Ghost Recon Spot on the Discord says, for reference, last year, the same building they drew 3,435 for Suzuki versus Naito 
for the Intercontinental title. I think that was our first show together. We're coming up on a year, aren't we? So, I yeah, mean, Hinokuni, that was our first one when I was yeah. in Taiwan. I forgot to switch my microphone on. I do remember. Yeah, rookie mistake, right? You're all nervous. <laughs> no one said <laughs> anything, though. No one said, oh, the audio quality shit, so... Nah. By the Thanks. way, the, the bells are going off right now. It's a church service. I live right across the street from a church. Do you hear the bells? No, I don't. Oh, they're very nice. Actually, they're not even real bells. They're just speakers on a church. I swear to God. <laughs> Get it? Swear to God. Um, and they blast it. They blast it at 7 o'clock at night, at noon. Um, but imagine if I just put speakers on my house and just decided to, to fucking blast Oasis. You know what I mean? Why do they get to blast bells? Why am I complaining about this? It's beautiful. It's lovely. Why am I complaining? All right. Uh, all right. Listen. I've got for... another Jay White question for you. Ahead, Mark please. says, with Jay White losing at MSG, he should be the one that wins G1 to set up the match with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, right? I, I can't see it. I don't think Jay White is ready for Which is weird saying because he's just won the IWGP title, but I can't see him winning the G1. I think that's Naito. I think it's Naito too. Um... I think it almost has to be Naito, right? At this point, I think it does. I, th- I but I, I will say this: I think I think Jay White's in the semifinals. I wouldn't be surprised if Jay White's in the finals. I, I have some predictions for that coming up, so I'm going right. to keep that one on ice for later. He'll be up there. He'll be up at the top. But again, I guess the, the whole let's put this little segment, this little bit in a bow. A lot of tickets left over. Jay White's at the top. Is Jay White to draw? Question. Is that a rhetorical question, or are you asking me directly? I'm asking the I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say a term that makes me my skin crawl. I'm gonna ask the Super JKS universe. <laughs> we don't have a universe. We need a better want... term. We need a term for the our, our lovely listeners. Someone creeps something catchy. Creeps. <laughs> creeps. I like creeps. Why are we calling the creeps? Because <laughs> they are. We're all a bunch of creeps. Aren't we? I saw every uh, one of you. Yeah, we are, definitely. I don't we want to are. tarnish them with the same brush. Ah, right. There's some lovely people who fans of our show. Listen, if you're fans of our show, there's something wrong. There's yeah, You might be... Point. You we're know what I mean? There's, there's, right. there's a little nugget. There's a little sliver of something, a little off-kilter if you get pleasure out of this fucking show. Just FYI. Yeah, all the lovely people that we met in New York who came up and said they liked our show. I was like, you're nice people. What's wrong right. with you? Why are you listening to our crap? Right. When people, when you send those compliments and weed out the bad stuff, which I appreciate, it helps. Um, it, I always, like, I always think that my first thought is, is what? what? Why would you? No. Go, there's, there's so much better out there. Not us. All right. But we are the number one New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. Just uh, let's make that very fucking clear. Shockingly, I don't know how the the bar is very low. (laughs) 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 All right, let's continue on. All right, sixth match was the 10-man tag match, which we've been seeing a lot this week, uh, of LIJ versus Chaos. So Shingo, Takagi, Bushi, Tetsuya Naito, Evil, and Sonata defeating the Chaos team of Sho, Yo, Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kazuchika Okada. Naito pinning Yoshihashi after 16 minutes with the Destino. It was like a little platter of appetizers for upcoming matches. So we got a little taste of... Rapongi 3K against Bushi and Shingo, particularly Shingo against Sho. That's continuing to be built. I wonder what the payoff's going to be for that. Uh, Ishii against Evil. We got a taste of that. We got a taste of Okada versus Sanada. And one thing that I thought was interesting is Sanada did his backstage uh, promo after the match in English. He said, I want to say 
turn your light on and put your cell phone in the air. So I like that he's trying something new. He wants everyone to be shining their phone lights when, uh, I don't know if it's when he's doing his entrance or after, it was after the matches, wasn't it? He was doing that in the New Japan Cup. So I think that's pretty cool. I like that he's doing that. Um, so are, are, are we walking with Sonata? Is that what we're doing? Is he going to have an acoustic guitar? <laughs> it was Bray Wyatt and his Fireflies. Right, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure other people have done it first, but um, right. yeah, it's shown off his linguistic ability. So well done, Sonata. Well done. Fun match. I agree. Here's, and I agree with what um, the great voices of wrestling uh, said that you said earlier about, um, you know, those matches always being very good. And the problem is, is that you see a million of them, right? Now, we do a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. So we're watching every single one of these. Now, if you're, I wouldn't even say a casual fan. If you're just, a, a, you know, maybe you don't catch every single match on every single show. And you hop in and out a little bit. You, you, you are going to get a lot more joy out of these matches than maybe us, Right, because again, you see, how many how many multi man lij matches, Joel? Do you think you've seen in the past year? Well, I was going to say this is why uh, I didn't fancy watching the row two shows earlier in the week, the ones that all made tape, because I would have seen the exact same match. Um, so right. even avoiding that stuff, I've probably seen a match very similar to this. Well, in the space of a calendar year, you're going to see it. What, about 30 times? Right, at least, right? And 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 you're actively trying to avoid them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Which is, sounds it. horrible to say. They are good, though. Right, right. They have that down to a science. But let's be honest here. They're, it's the same. It's not like we're seeing a huge amount of variables and a huge amount of differences and a huge amount. It's the same fucking match, right? It's not, you know, the the creativity isn't, you know, we're not reaching a 10 here. 30 times. Then let's be fair here. If this were any other promotion, and I told you, you're going to see basically the same match, the subtle differences here and there, depending upon who we're programmed with later down the road, but basically the same match, 30 times, in a, in, in a calendar year, in any other promotion, your fucking head would explode, right? Now, the difference being is that the quality in the ring and the effort that they put forth it varies, mind you. But overall, they're good matches. You can't take that away from them. It's just, it's just again, how many days can you eat fucking filet mignon, right? How many fucking days in a row can you eat filet mignon? Yeah. Uh I won't call it filet mignon. Maybe pizza. Right. Okay, good. Eating yeah. pizza is always good. I mean, right. It's like sex. Right? It's like... Bad it, pizza is still good. It's exactly. better than no pizza. Right. Uh, okay, question. Vase Collector 420 says, will we ever see Shingo versus Show at Heavyweight? Because I did mention before that uh, they are building this feud up. For me, I think this would be the perfect feud where Show loses every single time. They have a few singles matches over the next, let's say, 18 months or, or two years or whatever, and Shingo beats him every single time. But then finally, when Sho is on the verge of moving up to heavyweight, then he gets a win over Shingo to signal his move up to the big boys. That was my suggestion anyway. What do you think? It's not bad. I like that. But to me, 
I think this is some. This is a few that you're going to see carry over weight divisions. You're going to see this here. You're going to see these guys lead the juniors, and then you're going to see these guys leave the juniors to heavyweight and continue on. And uh, and I don't want to put you on the spot, Joel. But how old is Shingo? Is he in his thirties? Thirty-six. Okay, so that's a that's the, he's not a spring chicken when it comes to pro wrestling no. age. He's the same age as Naito and Ibushi. Okay, and we know Show and you, you know, is in his twenties. Um, no, no, I think he's thirty. Show or thirty-one? Really? Yeah. He's, know, a, it's, he's it's, in his thirties. Surprised that? Yeah, he. Uh, let me check this. Uh, I feel a sense 19. of deja vu. I feel like we've had this conversation. Oh no, he's twenty nine. He's twenty nine. All right, there you go. See, yeah. I know my twenty year olds. <laughs> okay, uh, but if if you ask me this question after August twenty seventh, then he'd be in his thirties. So good point. We're, we're talking a matter of months here. I think Shingo and Sho could quite conceivably be uh, best of Super Juniors block final. Just throwing that out there. Oh, I think. I think. I think that's where we're going with this. Or like the early stages of this feud and 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 again these guys are going to be married for quite a while. Uh yeah, that that this is this is chapter 1. Uh yeah, best of the super juniors, absolutely. Um also something I thought was significant on night 3 of these road 2 shows last week. Shingo got to do the closing speech. And I don't know if that was his first one. It was certainly the first one that I can remember. So they're starting to give him those opportunities on the mic because I suspect we might have a few of those throughout the best of the Super Juniors. So I thought that was worth mentioning. And let's move on to the seventh match then, which is the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match. Juice Robinson defeating Bad Luck Farley in 17 minutes to get his third successful defense after hitting the Pulp Friction. So, first thing that came to mind was Juice's wearing new gear. He looked a bit like, I don't know if anyone's ever played Golden Axe on the Mega Drive. And in the bonus stage in between each level, there are these little thieves who come and steal your magic pots. And they wear like those little hats and things. That looked like what Juice Robinson was wearing. But uh, I like this match. I thought this was good. A very basic story. Farley was going after Juice's back to stop him from slamming Farley. And both guys have built that up really well with their pre-match promos backstage. Juice was saying how he wanted to slam Farley and Farley's going, I- I- I'm going to break your back so you're not going to be able to do that. And those comments did uh, help to enhance my enjoyment of the match and the story of the match. So I think more wrestlers should be doing that in giving little previews and hints about their upcoming big matches and what direction they're going to go in. So yeah, I, I really like this match. I didn't even mind the crowd brawling because it led to the big spot of Farley slamming Juice onto the chairs, which set up the whole story of the match with Juice's bad back. And Juice is such a brilliant baby face. Crowd love him. Really good heat in this match. He sold his back brilliantly. And I enjoyed the finishing stretch as well, where Farley hit the grenade. So I'm sure there are a few people thinking that might have been it, but he kicks out of the grenade. And then escape from the bad luck fall. Left hand of gods, uh, crossbody from the top rope. Another left hand of gods. Then he did the big body slam that we've been waiting for the whole match. Hit the pulp friction. I thought this was really good stuff. I enjoyed it a lot too. Shockingly. And the, and the pace of it was, you know, it, it, it got slow. And again, talking about the crowd, you know, some of the feedback I got from the, you know, people in the crowd 
where you know nobody gave a shit about Fale, blah 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 blah. But okay. That being said, I I thought Fale I thought Fale worked really hard. I and I thought Fale did what he could to make this a really solid match. And make no mistake about this. That's a big win for 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 Juice because I still think in people's eyes he is a certain level and he is a certain uh, uh, pecking order in New Japan and getting a win over Fale, a monster, right? Who to me is you know top rung Bullet Club. I mean behind Jay White, who who's who's behind Jay White in Bullet Club? Fale, right? That's a big win. And, and again, a monster and I'm able to, to kind of fight back. And I, I think there's more to that story. And, and, and we talk about important wins and people getting big wins and kind of you know, putting them on the fire, so to speak. That's a, that's a big win for a guy like Juice. In my eyes, anyway. I, I, I think it's... I think it's a, I won't go so far as to say it's like a career-defining win, but to me, I think it's a that's that's a more significant win than say like a Cody or uh, you know uh, you know obviously like a like a, a, a um, lower level Bullet Club or lower level uh, Lij like to me Fale that's a that's a rung above on the ladder getting a win over a guy like that or even like a Goto at this point well maybe not Goto. But I think they're neck and neck. Like I think career-wise, getting wins over guys like Goto is is, or getting getting wins over guys like Fale is just as as important as getting wins over guys like Goto, in my eyes. Yeah, I, I also want to take the chance to single out Fale for some praise because we've been giving him a hard time over the last year. Because to be fair, his G one was not good, but he's done well in his last two singles matches against Okada and Juice. Top quality opponents, mind you, but I think Farley played his part, played his part well. Um, and also, I think Juice is doing a good job as well because he hasn't been given uh, the most you know, high-profile, flashy opponents to work with recently. I mean, if you look at the three defences, Beretta, Chase and Farley, it's not matches on paper that get your heart racing, but I think Juice has done well with them. Um, we have quite a few questions about this match, and... I think they are running counter to our feelings on the situation. Uh, Mike Daisley, the countdown champion, asks, uh, if we're at the point where Farley is the US title challenger already, is it time to get rid of the belt? I don't see how it's possible to come up with credible challenges for four heavyweight singles titles on a regular basis. I think Mike's got a point about having four singles titles and how it's difficult to come up with challenges for that. But uh, I think we're in disagreement about how credible Farley is as a challenger because I agree with you Damon I think it's a, a good notch in the belt of Juice Robinson and it was an entertaining match and uh, Emilio says what the hell happened to Juice I could be on an island but it feels like his energy and credibility is in the garbage when I watch him um, again I, I disagree with that I thought he did really well in this match uh, Rambo Slampig says what, how would you guys get Juice back on track feels like he needs something to get back to where he was uh, when he first won the US title so there's some Feelings out there, Damon, amongst the fans that Juice has gone off the rails a bit. So what are your thoughts on those dissenting voices? I think you could make an argument earlier that it kind of felt like that. Um, I think I think he's starting to pick up wins against, again, I, I spent 
uh, two or three minutes talking about it, but I think the Fale win is a nice defining career win. Um, no, I don't think that... Look, do you see where they're coming from? I mean, yeah. like, definitely off the back of not getting a, a title match at Madison Square Garden and being given relatively low-level opponents to defend his title against. But to me, I felt this match got things back on track. Yeah, I look, I, I get the arguments of what, how can you not have the U.S. title on a New Japan show at Madison Square Garden? But let me ask you this. What what do you bump from a New Japan perspective? What what get what gets bumped to put Juice Robinson on that show? Nothing. What yeah, you from the New Japan end, I I think they made the right call in the matches and the the people participating in those matches that they put forward. Right. I mean, what do you? I mean, what what do you do in that scenario? They, their hands are tied. Their hands are tied. I'm doing it with or without you. Um. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Sorry, but look, the U.S. title is a hunk of shit at this point. We know that. Can you rehabilitate it? Yes, to a certain degree, but you know you're not going to have. We're we're in a bit of a, a quandary right now. We're in a bit of 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 a. Of a uh, struggle because you're not going to get you're not going to have top flight challengers right you're not going to have top flight challengers challenge for the US title right now you know what I mean like you're not going to have somebody come to like you're not going to have Zach challenge for that title you're not going to have Suzuki challenge for that title you're not going to have Naito challenge for that title right it's going to be guys at a certain level that's what that title is it's kind of like the never title People at a certain level will challenge for that title. The problem is, is that the Never title and the U.S. title, you're, you're fighting the same battle. It's, it's the same level of people that are going to be fighting for that those titles. So it, it dilutes that title. It dilutes both titles at the same time is what it does. The pool is thinned out. So now you're getting bottom feeders challenging for the U.S. title or the Never title. You can't have, you know, you're splitting. You got to get rid of one of those titles. The U.S. title, I hate to say it, the U.S. title is probably the one that you get rid of, right? Right? I don't think, I don't think I'm wrong in that. I think you keep the never. But here's the thing, too. Even before the U.S. title, people were like, ah, do we need the fucking never title? I mean, this is usually, you know, why do we need the never title? This is a, a throwaway title. Yeah, and I feel this year they're finally starting to use it the way that a lot of people wanted them to use it in having a nominal junior winning it and defending it against heavyweights. Right. In junior versus heavyweight dream matchups. Right. The, the, here's the thing. The challengers that you want for the U.S. title, they're challenging for the never title. Right? Your Tai Chi's, your Jeff Cobbs, your Ospreys. The, the, those are the people that are challenging for that title. Uh, Ishis, right? That's that. That's that level. Then after that, you know, what do you got? You got chases, and you got, you know, you know, uh, Tremperettas, and you got Cody's, and you got, you know, you got that level. It's it. The 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 title is is the pro- juice is not the problem. I hate to say it, the title is the problem.
Yeah. I I think there is some value in it in having it as something that can headline smaller shows and particularly smaller shows abroad. But it's taken a turn for the worse over the last few months. But I'm erring on the side of it's, optimism it, here's here because I think I liked what I saw I'm trying to and it, it could be back on track now. I'm trying to be too, but here's the thing. It's, it, the U.S. title has become a participation award. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what does it mean? I'm the best of the of the schlubs. I'm the best of the of the bottom feeders. That's what that's what the U.S. title is right now. I'm the best of guys that need need a jump start in their career. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's what, in the fans' eyes. That's 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 what it means. That's what it is. That's the level that it's at. It's not the people. As a matter of fact. The, the problem is, is in, until you get those, and, and 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 here's the thing, I think Fale helps, right? Having Fale challenge helps, but until, like, you're getting the chases of the world, and and it's not a knock at chase, but it's just the level you're getting the Findleys of the world. You get you get that's that's where we are right now with this title. What are you gonna do? Well, let's. Oh, a question about Juice's gear at Death Roll BJJ says, was Juice's new outfit the biggest heel move by supposed babyface in 2019? I like the outfit. It's fine. I mean, it's very, very pastel. Very Eastery, right? Speaking of Easter, very, very pastel-y. Look, he's a colorful guy. I don't, he could, the guy could come out and wear anything. He's a, he's a, he's the flamboyant one, Joel. He can wear anything he wants. All right, let's move on to the main event, which was IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Kota Ibushi defeating Zack Sabre Jr. in 28 minutes with the Kamigoye. This was the battle of the 205 live escapees. Damon, we could be in a very different timeline here where one guy is doing a, uh, a Harry Potter gimmick, the other one's jobbing to fucking Aria Daivari on Tuesday nights. There was a good tweet from Zack Sabre Jr. He said, Kota-kun, we made the right choice, mate. So yeah. let's applaud both of these guys for uh, the choices that they made for sticking with New Japan and what a brilliant match. These guys have got superb chemistry. I think this is the best match that they've had so far. They really seem to push each other into that extra level. Um, we had a great story here, Zack Sabre Jr. going after the neck of Ibushi, which shows some nice continuity from the Naito Madison Square Garden match and Ibushi attacking the chest of Zack, the, the, the solar plexus, some really well-timed strikes, which they were like the punctuation mark at the end of a longer sequence. Got a great reaction from the crowd where he uh, smack um, Zack Sabre Jr. right in his chest. And the railing stuff that they did earlier on the match was very compelling. And only someone like Kota Ibushi could take a neck bump off of a submission. And I just love those moments in the Ibushi big matches where he just loses his shit. It reminds me of, like, with my job, little kids at school who've snapped and start going on the rampage. And there's that great moment where Red Shoes was trying to drag him away while he was facing Red Shoes, but still kicking Zach yeah, while he was kicking on the floor. Him, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, leading him away by the hand like a petulant little kid. And the slap battle was great. really brought out Ibushi's intensity. I don't think there's anyone else... Uh, who brings that intensity like Ibushi, possible exception to Tanahashi, which I think is something that made the G1 final so spectacular. Ibushi's facial expressions are so good. Like One moment in the match I really enjoyed, he flattened Zack with an elbow, and he had this little grin on his face, like, yeah, you like that, motherfucker? Um, and I also, the commentary did a great job here. I love how 
Zach's submission style was put over by Kevin Kelly as like a, a dark art, something forbidden, like a forbidden deadly style that no one else understands. And the counters were great. They, they were as smooth as Andrew Rich on karaoke. Just brilliant stuff. I like how they kept the Zack driver protected by having Zack unable to make the pin rather than Ibushi kicking out of it like they did with the Blade Runner at Madison Square Garden. Yep. Also, big fan of the Nakamura tributes. And Ibushi looked like he was about to take off Zack's frigging heads when he did that bomaye that Zack ducked out of the way of. And finish was great. Ibushi getting that knee to the worked over solar plexus that allowed him to hit the Kamigoi. Fantastic match. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was excellent, and, and and all the points that you say about how well they work together, and how you know, there's just people that have chemistry, and I think that they have an absolute fantastic chemistry, and it's you know, it's Kota Ibushi and it's Zach, so it's you know, they're not you, you have two just gems of pro wrestlers together, you know, it's kind of hard to not not have chemistry, but there there have been times. Right where where two two people on paper, um, you would think would have just great chemistry and it just doesn't happen. Um, nah, no worries with these two. Um, to me, and I'm going to bring up something that might be a little bit maybe a little sore spot, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. To me, in this, you know how like when you have friends that are dating, right, um, and they break up. And, uh, you know, not necessarily that you pick sides, but you kind of get people, as we say, in the divorce, right? You get you don't necessarily see the one person, but you see the other person because maybe you connected with them more. You were more friendly with them. Happens a lot. Uh, I think uh, I think we won in this divorce. I think I think New Japan won in this divorce. Aside from language barriers, which, again, people will always point the finger to. I really feel like we got the better we got the better of the deal. I really do. I don't think that there's anything in that in that ring that Kota Ibushi can't do. Um and I don't think that he I don't think that they that there's nothing that he can do that he can't do if not equal that or better than uh the person who is no longer here. The n- the nameless person. That is no we won't even speak his name. Um I'll take Kota every fucking day of the week right and yeah, uh, he, do, he doesn't annoy well personally he doesn't annoy me there's no things that kota does that i think oh that's pissed me off a bit it's just fucking brilliant matches and the backstage stuff i even like i mean i'll talk about that in a bit but just all rounds just a great wrestler to have in the company yep yeah that uh, you nailed it and not only have it in the company but to lock up in the company. You know what I mean? To make Yeah, a... we've been wanting this for years. Yeah. Yeah. A commitment from both ends. That's the company. I, and I said this when it happened. That is the smartest fucking thing that they could do is not just show him, yes, we want you. Yes, we put it on paper. Lock him down. Lock him down. Lock him down. Lock him down. That's that's It's like um uh, 500 days of summer but if summer said to the the carrier oh, sorry i've forgotten the bloke's name but if he she said yes i love you too let's get married yep and 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 here's the thing too and even on his end 
right? Because I know he was always the monkey wrench. He was always the 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 uh, the quirky one. He was always the one that you know was notorious for not showing that commitment. Uh, the fact that it, at, at every turn, it feels like he's showing that commitment, right? And and mentions it in promos and and talks about his commitment to New Japan. I think that is a not only is it a good thing from a company perspective, but it is a good thing and a comforting thing from a fan perspective because you know that you don't have anything to worry about, at least for two years, right? That's good to know if you're a fan because here's what you can do as a fan. You don't have to worry about the nonsense bullshit that goes on behind the scenes when we talk about contracts and is he staying and is he going and it's dome season and are we going to have new year dash be a swan song you don't have to fucking deal with that you can be committed 100% emotionally and invested in his progression in the company and what better way to get fucking you know what what a better guy than the than him to hit your wagon to compelling fun he lets you get emotionally involved in the match he's adorable and 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 infuriating and uh he's he's an easy pro wrestler to hit your wagon to to be like yep let's go for a fucking ride love it so zach too zach too right zach plays the best prick dickhead heel in the business. Let me say that again. The best prick, dickhead, heel in the business. He has that down to a fucking science. He is great at that. How can you not enjoy... How can you not put on that pro wrestling match and just enjoy the fuck out of that? That is a beautiful display of pro wrestling that we saw between those two guys. And... Here's the great news. They're our future. That's what we'll see for years to come. Well, months to come at least. Well, years, a couple of years. Right? That's what we have. We have, to put it in a in a terrible hockey analogy, and I'm and I'm geared up because three o'clock we're gonna win this fucking series. This is Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, locked down for years. The stars of the league, we got them. And they're right in our backyard. How fucking great is that? Bravo all the way around. Where would you rank both these guys in New Japan for pure in-ring? Pure in-ring? Oh, okay, no, let's not say pure in-ring. Full package. I mean, Coda is, to me, like just a notch. He's in Naito world, right? Uh, Zach is maybe just a smidge below that, and everybody's below Okada. But 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 Abushi's in the Naito, uh, Tanahashi. He's in he's in that realm. That's a big, and and Zach might be a notch below, but not far below. But that's how high Kota Abushi is for me right now. So uh, after this match. Tetsuya Naito came out. He challenged Ibushi again. 
So having Naito actively challenging for the IC title is interesting. It's a bit of character development. Uh, and and again, we've got this running story where Naito in the big matches, when he's tried to be the stardust genius again, it's cost him. And does he need to become Elingoba Nabla to fully uh, become successful? Uh, and do you feel that they've put themselves into a bit of a corner here where neither guy, you, you really want to be taking a loss at this point? Um, or alternatively, this could be set up to a G1 final. So you could have Naito taking another loss. So he's 0-3 against Ibushi this year. But then you have one block final, Naito beats Jay White. The other block final, Ibushi beats Okada. And then in the G1 final, you have, again, for a fourth time this year, Naito Ibushi. But finally, Naito manages to get the win. Um, so a few questions about this. Eric says, is it too soon for Ibushi versus Naito again? Not because we don't want to see it, but because another, neither guy should be losing right now. JDM says Naito Ibushi three times before the G1 even. So what are your thoughts on having Naito as the challenger? It, it, let me ask you this. Is that is that a definite? Has that been confirmed that Naito is definitely challenge, is the next challenger in line? It seemed pretty conclusive to me. I mean, he came out, he said he was challenging for it. I don't know exactly when it will be. I know Kevin Kelly said it would be Dontaku, and some people are thinking that they're going to be parachuting that onto the uh, this Hinokuni card with Jay White and Goto. I can't see that happening, personally. I think it will be for Dominion. That will be confirmed uh, tomorrow, on Monday, so we'll know then. Yeah, well, we'll this this whole segment will be shit, because we'll know and <laughs> by the time people listen. Uh, we don't know yet. People aren't talking. Um, three times, Joel. Three times very quickly, huh? Hmm. I would... Uh, look, Matt, Matt, you're going to get a great match out of it, right? So that's a bonus. It does feel a little... I don't want to say rushed, but it does feel like... You know, we just, we're seeing this quickly. And, and really, what... what by you know, kayfabe. What what rights does Naito have the challenge? I have no answer for that. Right. He's going to let that hang in the air because he yeah. do, he has no he's done nothing since then. Right, he's I mean, lost, he lost two in a row. Yeah, the only thing that you could say is that he said, "Does anyone else want a challenge?" and no one else came out. So <laughs> okay, it was literally great. nobody else. Which you know, it's not exactly a rigging endorsement for the prestige of the IC title if no one else can be bothered to challenge for it. Right, everybody's in the bus waiting to go home. Come on, let's go. Let's wrap this show up. Let's get out of here. The bus is running. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the only. And again, it's it's Naito. So you know he's upper echelon of New Japan. What has he What has he done to earn this shot? Again, you just, you just, I mean, it's the rematch clause, I guess you could say, right? The rematch clause. But, you know, not for nothing. It doesn't really seem like he has much to uh, stake a claim at a rematch. So there's that. But again, I, I again, splitting hairs, maybe. I don't know. You're going to get a great match out of it. It does seem a little quick. I would have saved it to G1, but um, in Gato, we trust. How about that? Unless they're going down the route of Naito on his quest to be double champion again. Anders says, do you think Naito walks out of Wrestle Kingdom as a double champion? No. There's too many talented guys. Why would you... Like, why would you do that? Like, you have yeah, so... You've got two shows to <laughs> sell out as right, well. Right, right. 
I mean, you got to. You, we're talking about jamming people in on a Madison Square Garden show. We got two fucking dome shows right around the corner. Uh, and again, you have so many talented people that can hold, you know, that can carry the weight of what the Intercontinental title is expected. Nah, nah, you don't. You, no need to have a double champion. Uh, Eric says, at what point should I just stop getting excited each time Nakamura is mentioned on commentary because clearly it's not foreshadowing and just let it go and assume he's not coming back. He's not coming back, is he? I think he's no. locked down to WWE. Yeah, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he resigned. Um Look, would you want him back? Sure. And, and, and for everybody who says, oh, he stinks, oh, he can't have a good match, he can't just turn it on, trust me, he'd be fine. He, he can. Be, he just doesn't yeah. want to. Why, right. why would he? Right. Why the why fuck would he? you bother? Exactly. The only thing would be a great homecoming, right? To have a great homecoming. But, okay, you can you can hold that off for at least another two years, right? That homecoming, that big return home as a conquering hero. And that's, that, that's, that's the only thing that you're holding out on here. Um, no, he's not coming back. But here's what you do have. And and take this and appreciate this. You have a company that at the very least acknowledges their not only long history, but recent history, right? And there's not many promotions that do that. So they're not sweeping it under the rug. They're not burying it. They're not you know, screaming in, in Kevin Kelly's earpiece, don't say Nakamura. Right? He's dead to me. That's <laughs> not happening. Right? So appreciate that you have that, that they're not insulting your intelligence uh, and your fandom and uh, the fact that you can remember something that happened, you know, three years ago in the company. Uh, they're not, they're not uh, making light of that. So appreciate that. That's what you got. But no, he's not coming back. So as you mentioned, Ibushi said afterwards, he confirmed that he signed with New Japan. And then he just does the most Ibushi thing ever by leaving the ring before his confetti shower. Then he had to slide back into the ring to roll around in it for a bit before sliding back out again. And the post-match celebrations were great as well because there's a load of beers there. And then he says, is this ginger ale? And they say, no, it's not ginger ale. And he goes, oh, it's ginger ale. And then he, he chugs a beer. He's like a stone cold. But uh, very horny, very horny beer drink. And I don't know if you saw oh, this saw statement. The, but... I saw the memes. I saw the, uh, I did see a lot of... Uh... Uh, yeah, as you like to say, horny uh, references. I think they're talking Kota about... Kota Ibrushi, they're calling him. Ibrushi. Nice, I like that. And do you ever drink a beer I, like and that? Then, sorry, there was, there was someone who... Uh, I think Chris Charlton posted this first. And then someone replied saying, I thought Ibrushi doesn't drink. And then Charlton replied saying, ha 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 So, yeah, bit of a party animal, Kota. Is he? He likes, he likes to pound them there? I, I think that was what the implication was from Chris's tweet. Wow. You think him and Chris do coke in Tokyo? <laughs> <laughs> Chopping lines. Give us an invite next time. Really? Friend of the Come show, on. Chris Charlton. Come on, Chris Charlton. If you got, we're doing bumps backstage at Corrigan. Go on, let's go. Uh, <laughs> imagine that, Chris. Chris, I get, all I see is Chris fumbling toward the volume on the on the on the. I gotta turn this out. These fucking assholes. Um, uh, no, Chris Charlton does not do cocaine at Corrigan Hall. Okay, can we be very clear about that? Joking, of course. Uh, Kota Bushi, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, look, have you ever you? I can't chug a beer like that. I can't. I'm not a big. Chugger. I don't like beer. I hate beer. 
Wait, what? Yeah, I know. Just, you I hate beer? Like taste. I can't We've drink had... beer without grimacing. It just tastes awful. Really? We've had beers. We've shared beers. No, I've never drunk a beer. Well, when we were at that not pub. Not you, anyway. Yes, you did when we were at the pub. I had a cider. I'm a that cider was a cider? Drinker. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're, you know what? You're right. You do. You do order cider. Yeah, when we went to the Irish pub in New York, you had cider. You're right. I like the, the, I think Japan has a much, for me personally, a more appealing array of alcoholic beverages. I love a, 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 like a a lemon sour or a a whiskey highball or Mm -hmm. a strong zero, as we all know. Beer just doesn't do it for me. I don't like the taste. Hmm. I like, I like a Guinness. Oh, do I like a Guinness? Mm. All right. Well, listen, show's over. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for the run. (laughs) Doesn't drink beer. Uh, No. Of course. All right, very good. Uh, Kota Bushi likes beer. I like beer. We all like beer, except Joel. All right, good. All right, uh, overall thoughts on this show, then. It was a really good one, I thought. I, I wasn't. Thought so. There were no points in this where I thought, oh, this is a real uh, drudge to watch this. But points seeing MVP and G.O.D., but I thought overall it was really good. enjoyed it. I would give it a thumbs up. I would give it a very good show. Um, I think if you're – if you have something that you you just want to cherry pick a match. Obviously, Zach and Abushi is is the one you're going with. Um, but I, th- I I thought it was an easy watch. I thought uh, you know for for what might be considered a B level show, it was pretty fucking good. I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I th- I think this is uh, if you're a casual watcher. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, yeah. Aside from the, that, that tag match, the G, the God Makabe Yano. I don't think there was anything where I was just like, Ugh. maybe Chase and Nichols a little bit. But aside from that, I thought everything was pretty solid. So a lot of people are talking and speculating about the mystery of the Dominion main event. Mm-hmm. This idea popped into my head. So just give me your your thoughts. Maybe a percentage chance of it happening with a lack of. Credible challenges. How about Kazuchika Okada versus Kenta? You know, I think it was. I don't know if I can even say who I who who has been saying a lot about how Kenta is not a, a lock for Noah. Um, we we have heard that right we can we could say that we have heard that right joel yes i mean there are reasons why he would not go back to Noah. not to say we don't think it's going to happen but there are reasons why he wouldn't return there right um i'll say 25 percent chance how's that 25. If it happens, if we get to the end of Dontaku Night 2 and Kenta comes out to challenge, then I'm taking the mother of all victory laps. It's not going to happen, but I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, that's going to be your, your long shot, long short, long shot dark horse. Uh, absolutely. And who do you think it's going to be? Who, who do you think is... Assuming Okada wins. Gun to your head, who's the challenger? Hmm. Are they going to do Jay White again? Is, is Dominion going to be like a, a rehash of MSG? Are we going to be getting White, Okada, and then Naito Ibushi? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, I do, actually. 
Um, because you figure, I mean, listen, Godot is there as a setup, right? Godot is there to have Jay White win and go over, get a win back. I mean, on um, is I mean, are there any other high-profile heavyweight singles matches leading up to? Yeah, Ishii Evil. Okay. So we touched on that last week. What are the winners of those two singles matches being set up for? Because we, we're we taking the IC title off the table, I think. Right. Right. Um, well, it's, it's one of those... I mean, Evil. I don't think they would do Ishii, right? Do you think they would do Ishii? Singles match? Dominion? The match would be great, but I don't think... I don't know. I I don't know about Dominion. Is Dominion the kind of show where it's just going to sell out because it's Dominion, because of that brand equity we talked about? Or do you think Dominion is a show that needs uh, a sexy, drawing main event to sell out? It's a big show. It's, it's, a, it's an important show. Uh, of those three names, White... Evil, Ishi. I'm not even putting Goto in the mix. Of those three names, which one's sexier for Dominion? Heavyweight title match. If I was choosing, just from a pure in-ring standpoint, I'd have Ishii. Me too. To me, that seems the freshest. To me, that seems... Well, here's the thing. White, white, you've seen two times already. Uh, evil, you saw before, and while it was a good match, I don't think anybody took evil seriously as winning this match. I don't think people will take Ishii winning the match seriously either. I think you got to do Jay White. I really do. And Jay takes another loss. Does seem that way, right? Mm. And I mean, at that point, does that are we get into the point where it's that might hurt Jay White, or yeah, is he is he as Lands would say, is he a made man at this point? He's a made man, but look, look I would say at, at the very least, we got some dings in the armor, back to back losses. And again, again, it is the top guy. It is the heavyweight title. It is. Here's what here's what I here's what I my gut is telling me though, and my heart is telling me. It feels like we're just going in a circle a little bit with all these programs, doesn't it? It just it, we're going in a yeah. circle. Yeah. Especially the top two titles. Just a, we're, you know we we haven't we're not moving we're moving forward, but at the same time we're we're kind of spinning. Yeah, right. we're treading water. We're in the yeah. doldrums. That's why I said, like, Okada winning the title back, is there a danger of a bit of staleness, given that he ran, seemed to run the full gamut of challengers in his previous run? And who, what fresh challengers are there left? He's just running through people that he's already beaten. Mm. Yeah. All right. And the problem with this Kenta. MSG show, now, now that it's replaced... 
well that it, it replaced um Saccharogenesis. And had- obviously they felt that they needed yeah. higher profile matches for MSG than they would uh, a regular Saccharogenesis. Yeah. Now they have two big shows with MSG and Dominion in fairly close proximity. Right. And it seems that we're get gonna get a I don't know, a similar lineup. Um, mm. I suppose we should reserve judgment until the Dominion card is announced, but yes, it does appear to be heading towards a bit of repetition. Right. The three options right now, aside from a a, a monkey wrench being thrown in the mix and a complete surprise, Jericho. I mean, that's an option, right? It certainly is an option. And and here's the thing: Jericho could take the fucking loss, right? That, that that's probably the sexiest thing that you've you we've we've come up with right now, right? Of those of those four names, what what would you want? What would you what would be what would be the sexiest and high profile and truth be told, Okada getting a win, that's a nice win. And it's a match that, correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't seen yet. Right? Right. Jericho is a good pick. That's a good pick. What are you thinking, Joe? I don't know if his commitments to AEW would preclude him doing something like this for New Japan, but if I were Gedo, I would be calling him up and trying to work that out. When's Dominion? It is early June. I'm going to say June the 10th or something like that. Okay. They got Memorial Day weekend, which is the, the late May, for their Las Vegas show. Right? Anything got anyone else? That's it. They got nothing in June, right? Hmm. Like, what's he gonna do? He's gonna sit and sit sit on the beach. He's gonna go out with Fozzy. Play unless they call Kenny back. Here's the problem. I don't like the fact that he is always, that name is always the option out. He's the ghost at the feast, isn't he? Yeah. I don't like that. Let's, uh, I would take, uh, here's the thing, I would take Jericho over Omega. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, as much as I loved uh, Omega Okada 4, and it was one of the greatest live experiences of my entire life. I don't want to see it again not for a very long time if they are going to go back to it and just out of freshness i would take okada jericho over okada omega i take okada ishii over okada omega at this point just because the last match was so perfect i don't want to see it for a while and here's the thing if if ever again yep well here and here's the thing it helps no one it really helps no one well kenny's not gonna fucking do a job to okada at dominion Right? Why Why would he? What would be the point of him doing that? Jericho? Doesn't fucking matter. Right? I'm telling you what. To me, of all the options, again, Evil, it would be a great match. 
We've seen it. Mm. Uh, Ishii, great match. You know it's going to be a great match. I, I just don't think people think it's he's a credible challenger. Um, Goto, no. Jay White, okay. Do we want to? Do we want Jay to get another chink in the armor? Okay. Jericho, big name, star, could definitely do the job. I think it'd be a great match. Fresh. We haven't seen it before. I like that one a lot. Let's preview the next set of shows coming up next week. Let's pull back the curtain. A little production, on-air production meeting. The next, quote-unquote, big show will be this wrestling Hinokuni show, Damon, which is on Monday. So do we want to do our next show on Sunday before Hinokuni or, I guess, what we record on Tuesday or Monday if you want to wake up early to watch this Hinokuni show? So when are we going to do our next show? I could wake up early Monday and watch the show and then do it after. I think that'd right, be so we'll, about we fresh preview, takes and everything. Yeah. We'll preview Hinokuni now then, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's just quickly touch on other shows. So we've got three uh Road to Wrestling Dontaku shows coming up at Karakon Hall. So starting tomorrow, the Monday show. So by the time you're listening to this, it may have already occurred. Um, top three matches. We got a special tag match with Mikey Nichols and Juice Robinson against Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley. We have the Never Openweight Six Man Tag Team Championship match between Ryusuke Taguchi, Toriyano, and Togi Makabe versus Hikuleo, Tangaloa, Tamatonga. Any chance of a title change there? Do you think there's going to be more belts to add to Tamatonga's sack of tag team title belts? Or do you think the uh, Taguchi, Yano, Makabe team get a successful defense? Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, flip a fucking coin, right? Um, a successful title defense. Sure. Successful title defense. Yeah, I think that's about all the previewing that match deserves. And then the main event, special tag match, Dragon Lee and Hiroki Goto versus Taiji Ishimori and Jay White, which should be a fun one. That looks pretty sexy. I like yep. that. Yep, I like that a lot. That should be good. And then on Tuesday, we will get, uh, well, according to the website, between the fourth and fifth matches, we will get the announcement for the entrance for the best of the Super Juniors. So, uh, Damon, do you want to make any predictions for who you think is going to pop up in this best of the Super Juniors announcement? Do you think it's going to be the same people as we saw in that leaked image? Yep, I do. And and, and the reason being is because the people that we talk to are oddly quiet <laughs> you know what i mean like they don't like usually they're pretty forthcoming with information and stuff and then when we talked about like like that uh poster that came out over line uh you know just kind of felt like oh, okay we're not <laughs> all right i mean that uh, came from like the official new japan line account, right so right. i cannot imagine them sending out like a fan-made photoshop i can't see it happening so right we're yeah, saying right. those 19 guys plus El Phantasmo for an expanded uh, set of 20 guys. Best of Super Juniors, yeah? Um, I, I think it's a safe... Yeah, yeah, I think Now, that's the only uh, wrinkle in that would be that they have got the same schedule as they did last year when it was only uh, eight people in a block. So if we're now expanding it to 20, how are they going to do that? Are we going to have more shows where there's double more. block nights? Yep. Probably double block nights, right? I, I don't think that's that's 
too strange to do, right? We can we can make that happen, right? Um, ten singles matches in a night. Ten. Yeah, because if you're having a double block night and you got uh, ten people in each block, then you got five matches in each block. So block A five matches, mm-hmm. block B five matches. That's a lot. That is a lot of singles matches, and they do. They usually have the final block night of best of super juniors being double block, and then you got eight singles matches. But eight singles matches, ten singles matches—that's a difference. You only have ten matches on a card, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the logistics. It's hurting my head how they're going to fucking do it. I don't know. Maybe they have more. Who knows? It's not our problem, is it? We don't have to organize this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think watch it and complain. I know. Th- I know that uh, Marty's there, right? Marty. Marty will be there, right? Um, yeah. Well, some people were, there was a bit of consternation about that because with his deal expiring, God knows when, and the fact that in Ring of Honor he's presented as a heavyweight, some people were saying that he might not do best of Super Juniors for those two reasons. So you're saying you think he's going to be in? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean. Because that was one person on the poster where a lot of people were thinking, huh, that's a surprise. He's a junior in New Japan, right? I don't think that's a, there's ever been a, uh, a a line crossed there of going into heaven. He's a junior. He's a junior. He'll be there. Um, so the other people in that poster that raised a few eyebrows, Osprey, still a junior, Titan, Bandido, Jonathan Gresham, Flip Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. All in. Yeah. Congratulations, lads! You made it. I think that. Listen, the, if if in fact that lineup is is and that poster that went out is uh, a, an actual thing, which I truly believe it is, but okay, uh, let's 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 uh, hold off on on confirming. But okay, great. Uh, that's a hell of a lineup. If, that, if if all that comes to pass, that best of the fucking super juniors is going to be great. By the way, it's now called the best of the fucking super juniors. I, I've changed the name. <laughs> so we, we have to be consistent with that. Every single time it's best of the fucking super... Is it best of the fucking super juniors, yeah? Yep, best of the fucking super juniors. Yep. Um, great. Great. The the, the potential uh, for for matches... I'm pants down. Pants fucking all the way down for a lot of that. So, yep, it's going to be good. Okay, so this Tuesday show... Um... No title matches. Yeah, what's the main? What's the main, main event? Main event is Okada and Yo against Bushi and Sonata. That's an interesting one. Bushi Yo's and Sonata? Yeah. And Yo. Uh, that's the main, yeah. huh? So we, so you're tuning in for the best of Super Juniors, then we're tuning out again. Yep. <laughs> <I'm> sticking around <laughs> with that. Okay, uh, Wednesday, also at Krakow and Hall. Uh, this uh, third match, we have the... Jushin Thunder like a 30-year anniversary match with Taguchi, Tiger Mask, and Liger against El Desperado, Kanemaru, and Suzuki. So my prediction for this is we get a lot of Liger against Suzuki, possibly hinting at a singles match somewhere down the line. So what are your your hopes, your expectations for this 30-year anniversary Liger match? Fun. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for fun. And I definitely will be watching that. Um, man, I tell you what. You, if, if, if anything on this show, you got me hyped for a possibility of a, of a Liger Suzuki singles match. I would be fucked. That would be great. I'm, I'm into that. Just the, yeah, because you think sort of physically as well, that will be the sort of match where Liger can excel. So I know, th- to be fair, he did Ishimori and he matched him move for move. And I thought that was a really high paced, exciting match. But I think 
a more sort of slow-paced, hard-hitting Suzuki Liger match would also be great and maybe more attuned to, what is he, 52? Uh, the body of a 53, 52 right? man. 53? Jeez, yeah. and Suzuki's, what, 50, 51? <laughs> My God. I mean, phew, think about that. A hundred and something year old combined in there. And it's going to be great. 